Time for the podcast that features two guys that register on the Richter scale when they go up and down the stairs. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by the Parian Lawyers. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <gasps> His ability to suck in these balls. <gasps> Sounds like a case of the Mondays. Grab your balls. <gasps> When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. That's right. We are back live and better than ever, I think. I think I think Bryce is better than ever. He may be better than ever. Welcome into the Morning 5 for Monday, November 20th, 2023. It is 35 days till Christmas. Uh... Let's just give you a quick update on what's been going on. Um, Bryce has been dying, and I've been in College Station, um, Texas, trying to get a job. Because apparently that's uh, paying very, very well. You get a lot of money for getting fired out there. It's pretty cool. (laughs) 35 days till Christmas, buddy. Yeah. You know, start setting up my uh, Christmas stuff. Yeah, I, I know you didn't get a chance to do that all last week because um, you were dying. Yeah, yeah. And, usually, uh, I'm, I'm usually the last weekend and, and this week are uh, are my Christmas uh, setup setup weekends. I'm, I'm glad you're not uh, dying though, buddy. It's, it's pretty it's close good to hear your voice. It's, yeah. it's, been <laughs> it's pretty close, man. Last Sunday and last Monday, it was uh, it was pretty rough. Literally, uh, it I. Kid you not, guys. This is the first time I've heard Bryce's voice in in well over a week, and then that's it's shocking. So, um, it's also National uh, Peanut Butter Fudge Day. Uh, no thanks, I'm out. Really? No. Still? Yeah. Nah. Not a big fan of peanut butter fudge. Oh. Nah. I could do some peanut butter fudge, but I mean, it's not the best thing I've ever eaten. But I I, I can eat some peanut butter fudge. All right. We missed a whole lot. Um, I know that we're going to get a chance to talk about a a bunch of different topics, but we missed a whole lot last week, um, including the College Station uh, fiasco. But let's uh, let's get to the fact that the Atlanta Falcons on their bye week decided that they're going to name Desmond Ritter the starting quarterback again. What a what a weird time, like weird timing to do that, like. Why? Why name him the starting quarterback in the bye week? Why? Like, you know, I assume Heineke's out for a while, right? With the with the hamstring or whatever it is, he injured. Like, but I don't know. Well, I don't understand. I, I don't I understand guess? the advantage. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea either. Um, and and the only thing I could think of is them trying to play with his ego a little bit and make sure that he's better. Um, well, I mean, the, everybody that's seen Ritter play knows he's dog ass, and like naming him the starter last week on, on a bot, like I just don't, I don't understand it. Like it's not pretty. Pretty sure everybody knows that he's terrible, and I'm pretty sure Ritter knows that he's terrible. That's just it's very, very odd. And the bad thing is, is we have the New Orleans Saints coming up uh, next yeah. week. Yeah, first place New Orleans Saints. It's a huge. Do what? The first place New Orleans Saints. Yeah, it's it's something that it's going to be very difficult to to handle um, because you you know it's the first place New Orleans Saints and granted if with a win you can take first place all by yourself um, next week because Tampa Bay got beat last week um, or last night so it's it's a huge game and you're you're placing that 
in Desmond Ritter's hands. And it's just, it's baffling to me, but you know, it's, this continues to be questionable calls after questionable calls from this co this coaching staff this year. That just makes me wonder, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not one for, you know, I think, I think what Terry Fontenot has done has been fantastic. And I even said this on two dudes in, in the dirty birds last week, that it's not all Arthur Smith because Arthur Smith has been having to deal with two quarterbacks that literally are not starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And, and that's a huge aspect when you're trying to run an offense, you can't, it's, it's hard to run an offense when you don't have a starting quarterback. I, don't, I think, can, I think it's what a lot of people need to take into consideration is like, uh, you know, I know they, I know they want Desmond Ritter to be a nice story, but like well, he was a third round quarterback. And how many of those guys pan out? Like none of these guys were first round picks. None of these guys were top round pick quarterback wise. So like, uh, I don't know. I, I think people expected a lot more out of this team this year than, than what they're getting. And I, I don't think that's Arthur Smith's fault. I think that's the fans fault for expecting too much out of a team that didn't have the biggest piece that you have to have in football is the quarterback they didn't have the quarterback position settled and you know i think it's hilarious personally uh the fact that the falcons fans essentially ran matt ryan out of town uh because they were tired of him quote-unquote being mediocre and this team not uh, achieving enough and um and now the biggest problem on their team is the quarterback position i i find it hilarious that that is the situation Falcons fans are in right now. Yeah, some Falcons fans. You know my feelings yes, on that, yes, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, some Falcons fans. I would say the majority of Falcons fans. Yeah, and, and that's... We've talked about it many times on this podcast. The, the fact that when you're building a successful franchise, number one, you need a quarterback. Number two, you need a guy who can protect that quarterback at left tackle. And number three, you need somebody who can get after the quarterback. Well, Falcons have maybe a guy that can protect the quarterback in yeah. Jake Matthews. Yeah, maybe. possibly. Um, you know, getting after the quarterback has been better this year, but not since Grady Jarek's been gone. So, I, dude, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Yeah, I feel like they've is... tried to fix all the positions in football that you don't need to fix first. Like like you said, protect the quarterback, get to the quarterback, have a quarterback. Those are the three main things you have to do in the NFL. And I feel like the Falcons have tried to fix everything other than that. Falcons play the Saints on Sunday, and uh, obviously we'll have Desmond Ritter quarterback. So that'll be interesting, and hopefully... Uh, they come out on top because if you go, you know, out of your bye week against the New Orleans Saints and fall for the fourth week in a row, your season's over. I I'm sorry. Like, this is a, almost a must-win game because if you look at the rest of the schedule, you're, you're falling behind in the division at that point, and then you have to face – I know that the schedule looks – you know, suitable for the Falcons the rest of the way, Bryce, but it's almost a must win game this, this Sunday. I mean, luckily for the Falcons, they play a litany of crap teams the rest of the season. Like, yes, they don't play a single team with a pulse. They they're at home versus the, the, the saints. Uh, they're at the jets who are abysmal. Um, they're at home versus Tampa. Who's terrible. 
They're at Carolina, who might be the worst team in football. Uh, they're home versus the Colts, who somehow have shown a pulse. And then they're at Chicago against a team who is probably the, the top top three worst team in the NFL. And then they close out at the Saints. I mean, your two hardest games are against the, the Saints at home and away uh, to end the season. The rest, of the, the rest of the schedule is absolute dog crap. I mean, you don't play a single team the rest of the year that has an above 500 record. Everybody is 500 or below. Um, I think the Colts are, I think, pretty sure the Colts are below 500. Let me, uh, they're at 500. So yeah, you don't, you don't play a single team. The, and the bears, the bears may be top three, you know, in terms of the worst teams, but they looked pretty good yesterday against the lions. They, um, the bears ended up losing though, right? Yes, they yeah, did. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, but I mean, they looked and Justin Fields looked phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. And who knows if he's going to be playing against the Falcons, you know, like I feel like every right. other week that guy gets injured so i mean the, the the schedule sets up pretty nicely for the falcons but it's one of those like if you're a falcons fan do you want to cheer for them to try to win the division and lose in the first round of the playoffs or do you just want to suck really bad and hopefully get a high draft pick uh i i don't i don't know if getting a high draft pick this year is that great i don't think this year's draft class is going to be very quarterback laden really like i, I don't know I don't know who's coming out this year in college. It's going to be a surefire, awesome NFL quarterback. Nobody comes to my mind. Yeah, me neither. And that's, I mean, we'll obviously get to that a little bit later down down the road when we start talking about the NFL draft. But yeah, yeah you're right. It's there. There are some in mind for me, but like uh, Drake May is one of them. Um, I think he'll be. I know, but. Caleb Williams is probably going to be a pretty decent quarterback, but it like <laughs> Caleb team, Williams. I don't know terrible. what happened to that team, dude. Dear Lord. Caleb, Caleb Williams doesn't have the buy-in from his teammates, man. That really scares me. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to the Atlanta Braves and double a has made some moves and um, I, I don't know what he's doing, but here's the, here's the thing. And, and as much as I don't know what he's doing and I question it because uh, it's what we should do as fans. Um, at the same time, I'm going to, I have enough respect for this, this man to know he knows what the hell he's doing. Um, because (laughs) there's nothing that he's done in the past that has made me really question whether or not he's, he's got a plan. The Braves acquired left-handed pitcher, uh, Aaron bummer from the Chicago white Sox for Mike Soroka Riley Goins, Jared Schuster, Nicky Lopez, and Braden Shoemaker. This one made me question him just a little bit. Why are you getting a left-handed pitcher who had a six ERA last year or six people or five people? What are we doing? That was a big dump. That was, yeah, I saw that and I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out who Aaron bummer was off the top of my head. Um, I hate I hate to see Soroka go, man. Jared Schuster was a nice piece. Nicky Lopez, Braden Shoemake, like I I know we were trying to clear up the forty man roster, but dude, that seemed like a lot for a guy who is not very good. Yeah, I I didn't understand and, that at all. And I don't know what they're doing. If they've, they've cleared up some cash, obviously. Um, they traded for somebody else for cash too. Um, oh yeah. Uh, 
Who was that? I can't Hold remember off the top of my head. Either. I was trying to. Um. I don't remember where I was when I was talking. I was talking with somebody. I was like, well, they've traded for somebody. <laughs> I don't. Uh, no, I'm trying. I'm trying to go through the posts now. Oh, uh, the the Braves today acquired cash considerations from Kansas City Royals in exchange for Nick Anderson. That's right. It was Nick Anderson. And then uh, the Braves also failed to offer 2024 contact contracts to Yanni Torinos, Penn Murphy, uh, Michael Tonkin, Angel Perdomo, and Chadwick Trump, and Lucas Williams. So the last I saw because of that, our 40-man roster is down to 30. Yeah, I saw it too. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's... Okay. It's, it's going to be a pretty big turnover this year, man. Like, and it, and it seems like it's pretty much all, it's all pitching. It's, um, I was, like I said, I hated to see Soroka leave, man. I hope he goes somewhere and he's successful. I really liked Mike Soroka, but yeah, this Aaron, Aaron bummer guy doesn't look, uh, doesn't, doesn't look too great. I, I know, I know we were in on, um, Aaron Nola, but I don't. I don't think we wanted to give him more than four years, and he eventually ended up getting seven from Philly. So I think we were pretty yeah. far apart on that one. Uh, I think we are in some serious conversations with Sonny Gray. Uh, we are. I think the Braves are one of the top suitors in, in possibly signing Sonny Gray. So uh, that'd be a that'd be a nice person to add to our to our arsenal. Um, and if we don't get him, I'm sure AA is going to make some trades and stuff. I know, I know Otani's still out there, but I, the Braves are probably like, I think like 30 million a year away from what Otani's probably going to get. So that's a yeah. fun, that's a fun story, but it's not going to happen. No, no, it's not. Um, you know, and like I said, double A has earned at least a little bit of uh, rope. You know what I mean? It's yeah. as much as he has been, you know, you're a wizard double a how many times have we said that yeah. <laughs> on the trades um the he's earned at least a little bit and it's going to be really and really interesting off season to see what kind of things he pulls off catcher we're still set like you know what i'm saying like right, right. catcher we're, we're good third base we're good shortstop um we're good i guess we're good i know you're pissed off at him but i good. hate rca i'll never cheer for that guy ever I'm, again I know. A, a baby. Um, sec- second base and first base, we're fine. Right field, we're fine. Center field, we're fine. Like, all of these are locked up right now. You know what I mean? And the only thing we don't have right now is a left fielder that's locked up. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, they they it, were trying to they were trying to get, uh, what's his face, to, uh, to be a left fielder last year in Gwinnett. But I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I would want that. Can Jorge, um, can Jorge Soler play left field? Jorge Soler yeah. can play left field. Yes. There we go. Look at there. Figured that one out. <laughs> um, Jorge yeah. Soler also strikes out 200 times a year. It fit right in with the rest of the squad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the position position wise next year, it's going to be the same cast of characters. I mean, that's that's the advantage of what AA has. Is, is all the Braves have pretty much signed up for long term contracts, like. Year over year, our position players aren't really going to change that much in the next three to five years. It's going to be the pitching staff that still needs to be shored up, and um, that's the uh, well, that's Strider's back, Freed's yep. back, yep. Morton's back, yep. Kyle Wright left, right. 
Um, we did we trade him? We traded him too, didn't uh, we? Yeah, we traded Kyle Wright. Yeah, we who did we trade Kyle Wright to though? You remember? I don't remember who we traded him to. We said we've made, uh, no. the Royals. Um, we traded we traded Kyle Wright to the Royals for Jackson Coer. Okay, that guy. Um, so Kyle Wright's gone. Um, he was injured anyway. Yeah. Um, but we got something out of him. Um, you know, after that, you know, the question is who who do you have? And it's you really don't have that much as far as depth as far as starting pitching. The bullpen mostly is back, minus Michael Tonkin. Um and maybe a couple pieces that I don't I'm not remembering off the top of my head. But yeah, we need we definitely need starting pitching and we definitely need um <laughs> we need a left fielder. And we need it quick. That's something that double A's gotta make make happen very, very fast. Yeah, the starting pitching is the one that kind of concerns me. I, I'm not terribly concerned who we plug in with Lynn left field. Um, but I mean, we need to get, you know, we need, we need to get some arms in there because we, we don't have a lot of depth in starting pitching right now. And that's a that's a position that if you followed baseball at all for any length amount of time, you know that that needs to be the one position that you have ample amount of depth at because there's always injuries. And, you know, that's sort of what killed us last year is the lack of depth at starting pitching because of the injuries that we um, that we suffered. So, uh, yeah, right. we got to. We need to get some, I, you know, Sonny Gray would be nice, but I'd love to see us sign like three or four decent starters before the season begins. Yeah, if we can get Sonny Gray, I mean, Sonny Gray would have been a great sign two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even Sonny Gray now is is probably still better than a lot. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. If we can get Sonny Gray, that'd be helpful at least. Yeah, Sonny Gray last year. I mean, he was an all-star. Went 8-8 eight eight with a 2.79 ERA. Um, finished second in Cy Young. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to – I don't know what contract he's going to be looking for. He's 34. I think the thing you run in with Sonny Gray is I would assume he is probably looking for a five-year contract, and I don't think AA is going to want to give him that. Then let's give him a three-year contract. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> A will do. If, 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 if he'll agree to that, yeah, I think that'll work. All right, let's uh, move on to UGA. And Bryce, um, I think you're finally getting to that point where you're agreeing with me. UGA is looking unbeatable again. I wouldn't um, say that. Really? No. Wow. In okay. fact, I'm not picking um, UGA to win the SEC. Well, that, that will be... That'll be interesting. Yeah, I That'll think they are very game. good, but I do not think they uh, are looking un, uh, unbeatable. College football is going to have chaos in their final year of, of the four-team playoff. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. That's the understatement uh, of the year right there, pal. <laughs> Dude, chaos. Yeah, it's going to be nuts because this weekend and next The weekend. amount of people that are vying for that four spot, because obviously, like, Georgia or Alabama is going to be in, right? Or both. It has to be. Yeah. The Big Ten champion is going to be in, right? Should be. You would think so. Um, I'm assuming an undefeated Florida State is probably going to be in. Are they? I, I mean. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know if the committee puts an undefeated Florida State team in with no quarterback. They don't have a quarterback anymore, do they? Mm-mm. Um. Although the guy that came in for him looks halfway decent. Well, like, they were granted, playing the South Dakota North, State North Tech Al. for 
the deaf school of deaf, dumb, and blind. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I could have gone up there and looked decent against them. And then you've got what Texas? You've yeah, got, still got Texas. Washington. You've got Oregon. You've got Alabama. <sighs> and, and Louisville. Louisville at nine right there. I mean, if they beat That's FSU true. in the ACC championship, they got a pretty strong um, argument in, in resume. I mean, the only game that Louisville has lost to was it was to Pitt by three. Yeah, or, I and, think it was to the, Who do they have next week? Louisville, Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that'll their, be that'll be an interesting game. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, there there's legitimately nine schools right now that are vying for four spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and the chaos is is going to happen this week. Um. Obviously, we're getting into um and and we're getting into that uh, rivalry week which is going to be insane. Um, the game is going to be very, very crucial um, this week. I think um, Iron Bowl doesn't mean anything. I don't mean clean oh, old-fashioned hate doesn't mean Alabama's anything outside of Auburn. Do what? Alabama's going to kill Auburn. That is going to be oh, dude. disturbing. Did you see Auburn lost to New Mexico State? Yep. Paid him $1.8 million and lost to him. Are you serious? That's what terrible. are you doing, Auburn? That is embarrassing. Maybe they can hire what Jimbo Fisher. Jeez, man. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, somebody somebody brought up a, a point, and I can't remember who it was, but somebody brought up a point that said that, that Jimbo Fisher sounds like a, a coordinator for Alabama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Tech's going to be easy. Um, who does Texas have this week? They've, uh, they've already had their rivalry. Yeah, they've already Texas Tech on Thursday. You know, a lot of the, uh, a lot okay. of these. Uh, excuse me, uh, Friday. You know, a lot of these rivalries are happening Friday night. Yeah. So I mean, unless you know something drastic happens, I, I think this is going to be going into championship weekend. It's going to be absolutely insane. Yeah, absolutely insane. So Who, who's um, your four you, that you think are going to make it into the playoffs this year? If you had a pick right now. Uh, I think a big 10 champion is in and I'm not it. And then when I say big 10 champion, it's not Iowa, even though Iowa's in, wow. in the game. Why you hate the Hawkeyes? Uh, because Iowa sucks offensively. I was well, <sighs> they do struggle yes, offensively do. a little bit. Yeah. Yes, special teams and defense are great. Their defense is pretty decent. Nobody um, wants to see scoring. Scoring is boring. I think, I think uh, Ohio State or Michigan will beat the ever living piss out of them again. So, yes, uh, one of them will win against Iowa and be in. I'm whether whoever wins on Saturday is going to be the Big Ten champion, yeah. in my opinion. So they're in. Um, Dude, I, I don't see the committee not letting Florida State in. I just don't. Um, that would be an undefeated ACC Big Five, you know, Power Five school or Power Five conference. They go undefeated in the conference championship. It's hard to beat. Now, if Louisville wins, then it makes it a lot easier for me. Um, because 
who is we talked about you talked about Louisville uh, they would have a big win against Florida State yep. which I understand um, I think Texas has a bigger win against um, against Alabama um, so I think they would be in over Louisville you know what I mean right um, ah, dude I, I don't know how to who I would put in right now I don't and I think a lot of it's going to be sewed up this week or next week my my teams that i think are going to be in um after after championship weekend next weekend uh i think it's going to be um in no particular order i think it's going to be alabama georgia michigan washington yeah i'm i'm really interested to see if washington could beat oregon again i'm not sure they can oregon's a different team yeah, they are, but Washington might have the best player in college football right now. He's playing for Ohio State. I don't understand what you mean by that. Uh, he might be. I, it, I, it's unfortunate <laughs> that we can't tell because he has a toddler throwing him in the football. Um, but I, and yet he still has seven touchdowns, or he has seven straight games of a touchdown. Yeah. That's... How, how does that happen? It's it's college football. I mean, they're playing against guys he, that are six steps below where they are athletically. He's still he's still on par right now with Devonta Smith. Several years ago, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like he's on he's on the same level, and he won the Heisman. He's not Mar, Marvin winning the Heisman. It's either, it's, it's either going to be it's either because it, the Heisman is not a it's not a it's like the MVP it's not a uh, it's it's not a, an award for everybody it's an award for quarterbacks you know well, they, they don't give it out to Dr. Steve won it a couple years ago uh, he's not going to win it they're going to give it to either, it's either going to be Bo Nix or Michael Penis Jr. one of those two guys right. I think up there uh, Billy you ready to get to the Marine South scoreboard from this past weekend Let's do it, buddy. Uh, scoreboard from this past weekend on Friday: Carrollton beat Valdosta in round two of the uh, the playoffs, forty-five to twenty-eight. Uh, Bowden beat Green County twenty-eight to twenty-three. Oh my god! Oh my god, dude! That game. Did you get a chance to listen? Uh, uh I was already asleep, bro. Bowden was trailing by nine with nine minutes left to go in the game. Wow. <laughs> like it was insane. Huge plays after huge plays after huge plays. They score with I I can't remember what what time they scored, but they scored and then um, stopped Green County, got the ball back with I think two minutes left to go. Threw a huge, huge. 50-yard pass play down the field to Mason Daniel to the 13-yard line just over a minute and a half or like minute 13 left to go in the game. And he catches it on the, I think, 13. Two plays later, they they punch it in with a minute left. And we're like, oh my god. This is this is insane. Uh, they just took the lead after being down nine with, you know, less than 10 minutes to go in the game. So, then they... Green County has a minute, a full minute, and they were slinging it all over the freaking park, man. 
and it was it was scary for a second get all the way down seven seconds i think uh they're at the 15 yard line at their uh at bowden's 15 yard line they throw a pass and the kid catches it at the one starts to stretch and and uh jordan beasley hits him and keeps him short with two seconds left to go and they don't have any timeouts left and the kids didn't know to get up and um try to um you know, snap it. I did. It I did see that last play. I did see. I did see uh, oh, Jordan Beasley get that geez. tackle there at the uh, the goal line. Yeah, dude, insane. It oh. was absolutely insane. Like uh, we were literally watching the game from, you know, the corner of the end zone where yeah. we were. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thinking we were like, oh, God, this is going to be a tough, you know, post game. Yeah. You know, with with ten minutes left to go, I'm like, man, we're down by nine. This is going to be a tough post game, and then. Like that chaos happens, and it was fantastic. That's nuts. Sorry, it it was. I oh, I I wish you would have seen it. You would have you would have lost your mind. <laughs> uh, so Bowden's victorious over Green County. Uh, unfortunately, Bremen does fall to Cedar Grove, forty nine to thirteen. Um, their season comes to an end, and Central continues to be undefeated this year. They beat Lovett thirty eight to ten. Yeah, they they continue to play very very good football. We'll be. We'll be out at Central this Friday. Handle business. Um, huh? I said they, they handle business again. Yeah. Uh, I think Bowden plays Dooley County this coming Friday, and then Central plays uh, Stars Mill, who will be in their uh, region next year. Oh, wow. They get an early glimpse. So, yeah. So that, that'll be fun. Uh, get to play you know, your future region opponent in the quarterfinals this year. Oh, so, there you go. Um, I can't remember who Carrollton has um, off the top of my head. Uh, do not remember. Um, hold on, I have that up real quick. I had it. I just, I just had all the brackets pulled up, and I completely forgot to flip over to Carrollton's. But it's, it's going to be a fun Friday. Um, Walton, yeah. Walton, uh, Walton, that's right. Yeah, and Walton's not going to be a pushover either. Um, and. After Walton, Carrollton's got Mill Creek if they can win. Ooh, um, buddy. So that'll, that'll be. <laughs> it gets into the, and if they can get past Mill Creek, then they'll probably play Bufford in that the Buford, uh, championship yeah. against Dylan Ravioli. Dude, it's going to be insane. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, Central's Central's got Stars Mill this week, and then uh, Bowden's got Dooley County. So um, we'll continue to go week by week. You know, you know, Clay wants to be at Bowden, and I think Clay will be at Bowden next Friday. Um, but you know, we're going to, the pregame show will be at central. Uh, I made the executive decision to go. Central. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, let's get to dismiss floor coverings, games and events calendar uh, on flag football. Villarica is hosting Chapel Hill and Hiram tonight in girls basketball. Carrollton is on the road at McEachern and central is on the road at Excel Christian Academy. And in boys basketball, central is at home versus Noonan. Yeah, at six o'clock too. I think. Yes, I saw yeah. that. Yep. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Uh, I do indeed. I do indeed. <laughs> you sound like it, buddy. Yeah, you're pretty. still, you're still, your voice still sounds a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, tired. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's still some lingering effects for sure. <laughs> another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Century Twenty One Novus. LeBron James turns it up and scores 37 in a win over Brooks and the Rockets. 
He was just manhandling guys last night, man. Were you really surprised that LeBron James turned it up? No. No. He was just he was just manhandling dudes, like running over guys and stuff. It was hilarious. Brock Purdy uh, turns in a perfect passer rating in the win yesterday versus uh, who was that? Uh, it was uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Tampa Bay tried to put up a fight. Didn't work out very well. No, it didn't work out for Tampa. It's 49ers. Brock Purdy. Damn good, man. They're back in the, they have to be back in our top five. for. I, I, would, I would think so, yeah. They look yeah. They so good. I know it was against the Bucks, but they look really good. Well, they looked good last week, too. Who did they play last week? It was, um, oh, God. Uh, I can't remember the who they was. The Jags. It, yes. And the Jags were not a pushover. And, and Bryce, you know, a game that I'm really looking forward to this week is the Jags and um, who the Jags have. And it's uh, Houston. That should be good. Oh, dude. CJ didn't look too hot yesterday. He didn't look unstoppable, but he still he still threw some just unreal throws and to make some touchdowns, but yeah. USC's Bronny James warms up before the game for the first time this season. Yeah, hopefully we actually get to watch him play football this year, man, or uh, play uh, basketball this year, man. Basketball. Um, yeah, uh, a crappy position to be in for a free young Bronny James, but hopefully he recovers to the point where we actually get to see him play. Yeah, I'd like to see him play. Um, I know there was a lot of hype around him, and I, I would love to see him play in college. And um, we're getting into college basketball season, which is tough to, to fathom. It's hard to believe that it's already here. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're already playing. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, well, Ohio State won yesterday. Um, Who'd they play? Yeah. Uh, somebody terrible. Oh, Early early season game, typical early season game. Yeah, yeah. it was somebody awful. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't even remember who it was. I just remember we won by like thirty. Jeez. Or twenty twenty eight. Golly. <laughs> uh, the Phillies and Aaron Nola agreed to a hundred and seventy two million dollar deal. It was seven years, one seventy two. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's insane. Like we said, uh, the Braves were in on it, but I think they were at like four. Like three or four years and he wanted seven so we were we were quite quite a ways away ohio state played wmu i don't know western michigan maybe western no, no. minneapolis i don't know it was we won by 30 uh <laughs> florida state quarterback jordan travis carted off after leg injury Oof. and there was it wasn't a leg injury oh. it was a Oh, that was rough, dude. Oh, that was dude. that was rough. It reminded me of a. Uh, do you remember the wide receiver pro throw from Alabama? Yes, that's what it reminded me of. That was that was a rough that was a rough injury, man. Yes. Did not want to see that happen. Oh, that sucks. It was it was disgusting. If you have a if you have a my, faint heart, don't go watch it. I showed my dad last night, and he was like, oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. It was it was rough. It was rough for sure. And then finally today in 1991, the Atlanta Braves, Terry Pendleton wins the NL MVP. Hey, yo, TP. Good job, man. Yeah, we missed uh, we missed talking about Acuna winning the MVP last week. So kudos to uh, Ronald. Yep. Um, yeah, it's uh, unanimous. I was I was a little bit surprised by that, honestly. 
Yeah, that was the uh, um, first time the NL and AL MVPs have ever been unanimous. Not, um, I, I wasn't like, I thought that he should have had it unanimous. Right. But I was surprised that it was because of MVP voters, you know, looking at that West Coast bias with, uh, oh, always <laughs> with Freddie or Mookie, you know, I figured a couple of votes may have gone their way. Freddie almost didn't even finish in third. Uh, Matt Olson almost got the third place vote. Dude, the amount of Braves that were in the top 15 yeah. in MVP voting. Uh-huh. It was a lot. Unreal. Unreal. You got anything else for us, buddy? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a uh, on a, on a a Monday. Holiday weekend. Or holiday week, I guess. Yeah, holiday week. Uh, all right, let's do that. Uh, for Bryce Sparling, I am Billy Lindahl. It's good to be back. Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.